Listen, I'd love to chat, but I have a few things on my mind. Johnny K. Yeah. Seems he has plans. And they include you? Well, I showed a version of me, yeah. That snot-nosed little punk. Yeah, he's hunting me. First he shot me, and then he tried blowing me up. What, a bomb? Yeah, he's hunting me from afar. And he's not playing by the rules. This beer tap's leaking. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe in detail. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to, welcome. Welcome, welcome to Season 5, Episode 4, Glory Days. Leakin Park is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Rest in peace. Didn't one of those die? One of those. Died? One, That's of right. those. Died. one of those. One of, the, one of those parks. One of those I saw parks. them live. What? Yes, I did. Where? At the Y100 Festival. But why? Why? <laughs> uh, because I love them so much. Uh, it was a thing to do in high school and mm. whatnot. And a girlfriend at the time was into it. I also saw uh, Nickelback Nickel at the same oh. concert. But I, uh, in addition, I did see Cypress Hill. Oh my god! I know, right? Uh, who this else? Is the most there? '90s thing. I know. It was, it was <laughs> in some time. ways kind of amazing. Uh, but yeah, Lincoln Park was in there. Wow! And uh, the lead singer Chad Kroger is that his Chad name? Kroger uh, from Nickelback? Through my a, favorite grocery store. Uh, yeah. Instructed Chad the, yeah, the yeah uh, instructed. A dude in the front row to be thrown out maybe after the first song. Great. And I think that really, uh, I, I don't know. No one really knew. I mean, I guess he was doing something, but it definitely left like a weird vibe. Like Duh. after the first song, no, hey sing. man, like you have to get out of here. Sorry, you have like, like it just was like such a downer. It's like, oh, you're like publicly throwing someone out. Buzzkill. Yeah. Who would have guessed Nickelback wasn't cool? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. This is literally all I'm saying. I will be silent for the rest of the episode. Is there came a point where everyone turned on Nickelback? Yeah. I, I don't know when it happened, yeah. but I was like, I was on a bus in eighth grade singing along to this shit with you. Like, I remember in Philadelphia here, listeners, we have a morning show called Preston and Steve. They are like... Get Zooks. Uh, they're like the, you know, kind of zoo crew sort mm-hmm. of thing. But they're like, they're extremely popular. They're good at yeah. what they do, I think. Sure. Uh, sometimes a little sexist, but whatever. Um yeah. Uh, but I remember when Nickelback came out, they were like doubling down. They're like, "This is the band. Like, this is gonna be like they were. They were convinced that they were gonna be. I'm trying to think of like the next like U2 or like you know what I mean. Like people that like this is classic music. This is gonna be the biggest band ever. I mean, I guess they were right. They were big for a bit. I've been wrong. I've been down. Do the bottom up every bottle. Alright, well guys, I've got your story. I've got some photographs Wait, I'd like Is to, there more to the story? Look at uh, these photographs. That's right. <laughs> Don't fuck up my segue into this photograph thing. Uh no, there's no story. I saw them and it was fine, hmm. I guess. It was kind of, you know, some country rock shit. But yes, won't we look at this photograph like Nickelback? And we're going to read from the Highlander catalog. Ooh. That's right. <laughs> this photograph of this schlock. As you may know, before we hop into this episode, we like to take a little 
revisit, rewatch, revisit to the Highlander catalog. Uh, and you guys get to guess the price of a product, and I'm going to read the description. And so today we're reading out of the 1999 catalog. Are you guys ready? You just have to guess closest. I'm ready. Okay. None of your prices right bullshit. That's right. Fuck you, Bob Barker. No. Introducing the Highlander Sport Kilt. Oh. <laughs> In the sport kill. Yeah. In the rich heritage and proud tradition of the Clan Tartan, we present a contemporary take on this venerable venerable? Venereal disease. Shut up, <laughs> Wendy. Uh, show of colors with the McLeod Sport Kill. Only Kinlock Anderson, Scotland's unparalleled expert in authentic Highland dress since 1868. Okay, oh, he's name old. drop. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> and appointed Tartan Taylor to the Queen. Tartan Taylor. Tartan Taylor. Could so dutifully undertake the task of meeting, quote, the Scots' desire for a garment in the tune with modern casual style dressing. What? While not demeaning the legacy of this centuries-old symbol. Wow. Oh, mm -hmm. boy. Originally designed for the 1998 Scottish World Cup team and available only as a Highlander exclusive, the sport quilt is crafted of the spring weight wool blend and is worn at his or hers, in parentheses, uh, natural waistline rather than the traditional high-waisted position. As such, it wears with the same ease and comfort as a pair of trousers, trousers, or lighter and eminently cooler. Only, oh, excuse me. Trousers only lighter and eminently cooler. I'm having I mean, a like tough time reading on it. your balls or like cooler as in like you look like a cool You cat. look so cool in these guys. Yeah, I'm sure oh, you Oh, check do. out that dude with the kilt. Yeah. That said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it goes on, of course. Um, Did they play in these? or? I wonder. That's. I think it. I, I get the impression they played in them. Huh. Updated sizing. Choice of two Does that mean fat? I think it does. The extra, extra large that the catalog is known for. Yeah, I don't think the World Cup team needed that. <laughs> yep. Updated sizing. Choice of two different kilt lengths and pattern in the heralded tartan colorway of the legendary Clan McLeod. Our sport kilt proves that sometimes a little change is for the better. Easy to wear, easy to order. Highlander sport kilt for him or her. Lightweight will blend in hunting McLeod ancient colors. Hunting McLeod? All right. I don't know what that means. Sizes, small, medium, large, extra large, extra, extra large, extra, extra, extra large. That's so many larges. Yep. Hey or extras. That's a lot of extras. It's only one large. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and there's a sport kill there can be package. Only one. Which also comes with the a Highlander Sporin, which is like the, like, it's like a purse that you wear with it. Like, it's like that, a bag. That Todd McFarlane character. Yeah. Sporin. That's very good. <laughs> so, oh, man. That's a pull. Uh, so, and then it says uh, also fancy do... kilt hosiery. Can we just do a next podcast that reviews the HBO Spawn TV show, but only talks about the Todd <laughs> intros? I love those intros. That's what, what is good? Crater Spawn. What is evil? <laughs> what is good? Spawn must confront that in this episode. Well, you guys can decide if this is good or evil. Here's the picture. I'm holding this up. So sporty. Uh, it's, a, it's a tartan on a uh, on a golden mannequin here. Yeah. So there you Why go. is it golden? <laughs> That's very distracting. Golden child. Uh, what do you guys think? So are we guessing the price with the purse? No, just the just the regular price of just the tartan. And so the tartan is the kilt part here, the sk the skirt, if you will, plus the like the sash portion. Who, the go sash who goes? Whose turn is it? 
We'll say it's my turn. Oh, okay. and uh, we're introducing a new wrinkle into this. So not only will you guys... A wrinkle in time? A wrinkle in time with Oprah Winfrey and mm. Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and Chris Pine. Why do I know the entire cast of that <laughs> movie? That is a great and question. And I seemingly am just rattling Zach it off. Galifianakis? That's right. He is in that. <laughs> yeah. Who's the crazy glasses? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, yes, you will not only win my respect if you get it closest, but whoever wins this gets to give their opinion on the episode first. How's Ooh. that sound? Like at the end? At or? the end. Like at the oh, end. Yeah, not first. Like you just get to what if, spoil it. Wow. wow. How about that? New prizes. New, New prizes. prizes. Really up in the stakes here. Yeah. All right, All right, Kyle. I will guess that this is $109.98. Ooh. All right, 109. And I like the 98. That's good. That's good. Thinking strategic, strategic, strategic. In case it comes down to a one or two cent difference, I'm gonna cream you. <laughs> I'm gonna guess one seventy five ninety eight. All right, so Kyla's guess one oh nine ninety eight, and yes. Eamon has guessed one seventy five ninety eight. Yeah. Woo. Uh, Eamon, you win. Oh, it is two hundred oh. and ninety nine dollars. How many cents? Nothing. No, no sense. What? No sense. This, this is confusing. This Just two ninety nine. Straight up. Straight up, my boo. Are you out of your mind? Oh, and also there's a guarantee on it. A lifetime of wear. I didn't read this earlier. Our tartan kilts are guaranteed authentic in the hunting McLeod ancient colors of Highland Green, Loch Blue, and black with fine red and yellow overstripes. The tartan is carefully sewn. Wait, so it's not guaranteed. And pleated it's... into a kilt that you'll wear for a lifetime. There's the guarantee. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not sure that's a guarantee. It's not. All I'm saying is, if I were their lawyers, I'd be like, that was not a guarantee. It's not. I over. I, I guarantee I just... that it's the right color. <laughs> I don't guarantee it's for a see. That's right. Well, there you go, guys. Hey-o. Great job. Great job. Hell of a thing you did there, Eamon. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, so sir. when the time comes, you get to... Give your opinion first. Ooh. What a prize. <laughs> what a prize. What do you think, listeners? You know, just give know. me the prize. They don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, know. Shit. I know what fifth grade Kyle thought. What? That first is the worst. Ooh. Oh, second is the best. Yeah. You know, third is, though. The one turd? with the hairy chest. A turd. Uh, Did you say a turd? I said a turd. Uh, a turd. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with that rhyme. Is that for legitimately not really familiar with that rhyme? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not oh, like. Right. You never got the first is the worst, second is the best? No. I don't know why people started saying that, but that was very prevalent. Huh. I At repressed least... a lot of my childhood memories. <laughs> this checks out. That explains all the night terrors. That's right. When I sleep here all the time. <laughs> yes. Well, we do sleep heady footy most nights. Mm-hmm. That's right. Heady footy. Well, let's head right into this. Ep- I'm really on a transition <laughs> roll here. I'd rather footy into it, but yeah. let's do it. Guys, today we were talking about season five, episode four. Glory, glory hole. hole. Yes, <laughs> glory hole. <laughs> glory days. Glory days. This episode was first aired October twenty first, nineteen ninety six. The director was Gerard Hamelin. Hamelin. This is his third of five Highlander episodes. His previous episodes were Judgment Day and The End of Innocence, which was the one we just covered last time. It's uh, unlike it's rare that they do uh, two episodes in a row. They're doubling down. Double down. Double Jeopardy. My favorite KFC sandwich. Mm. They don't make that anymore, huh? Oh, thank God. <laughs> What's a like repulsive product? <laughs> it is. It's terrible. <laughs> like. The worst. <laughs> the worst. Uh, this episode was written by Nancy Heiken Pippin. Pippin. Uh, this is her second of two Highlander episodes. That's the last one. Her first was one of our favorites, Carriage. And this is also her last IMDb writing credit. So this is it. Aww. Checking out after Nancy. Glory Days. Rest in power. Yeah. So HP. This, this episode has some guest stars. This episode guest stars Ian Tracy as Johnny K. Johnny. Johnny Kelly. 
Uh, this guy was Huck Finn in the Huckleberry Finn TV show in the 80s. Obviously, he was much younger The titular then. Huck Finn. That's right. He was in a few 21 Jump Streets. He's done tons of sweating bullets as Spider Garvin. Uh, of course, Ken Gord was a producer of that show. And Clay Boris directed many an episode. Oh, interesting. That's right. And more recently, uh, he was in shows such as Sanctuary, The 100, Continuum, Bates Motel, and more. He's been in a ton. He's a working man. Working man. That's right. Sir go to work. a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You were happy with that. Now shake it. <laughs> uh, this episode also guest stars Marcia Strassman as Betsy Fields. She was Julie Cotter. Uh, she was the wife of Cotter on Welcome Back, Cotter. How about that? Mr. Cotter. That's right, Mr. Cotter. Um, she was also the mom, Diane Selinsky, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. What? I know, right? Was she in Honey, I Blew Up the Baby? Yes, she was. Oh, my She was also Diane in that. Damn. Yeah. She was a regular on Booker with Richard Rico. Booker? Booker. Is that like Becker? Yeah, it's like Becker. <laughs> but different. Also, Clay Barris worked with Richard Rico in Quiet Cool. I CB. Believe. How about that? A lot of Clay action. Incestuous. Worlds collide. Not um, unlike... And she did this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she did. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> she did voice work on Ah Real Monsters as a couple different characters, and of course, most importantly, she is dead. <laughs> this woman oh, is, sorry, what? is <laughs> most dead. importantly. Whoa, 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 whoa. She is dead. She died 15 years ago. Damn. In 2004. This is a real roller coaster ride we were just on. She had breast cancer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Marcia. Rest in peace. I know. All right, Piper. All right, Piper. Indeed. All right, possible. It is really a bummer, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm sad yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and most importantly. It is kind of important. I mean, I, I mean, do you think? It is kind of important. <laughs> All right, guys, are we ready for the IMDb? Wait, I wanted to say something. Okay, I was waiting for Eamon to interject some bit Uh, of something. So James Crescenzo, who plays Mr. Luca, was in Air Bud 7th Inning Fetch. Oh, that's good. Seventh inning fetch. Oh, that's good. I don't know who he plays in it. I just want to read the the plot synopsis of this movie. Go on. Please do. Josh has gone to college, and his little sister, Andrea, enlists their dog, Buddy, in her baseball team, just as Buddy's puppies are kidnapped (gasps) by Rocky the Raccoon. Wait. What? What? (laughs) A human girl can enlist Air Bud, which I thought his name was Bud. His name's Buddy? Maybe he's got a nickname. I guess maybe it's his he nickname. He goes by Bud for short. I or maybe guess. it's a different... Different dog? <laughs> different dog, but they want to keep with the Air Bud franchise. And then Buddy's puppies are kidnapped by a raccoon. I mean, I guess Sinister. raccoons are thievery. That's probably it. So is that thievery? the central plot of the movie, not the baseball plot? <laughs> yeah, I guess the baseball plot is like... That's bullshit compared to the puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Save those puppies. Huh. But, yeah. I Interestingly just... enough, also importantly, that dog is probably dead, huh? Absolutely. That, yeah, right? dog, that the dog who played that dog the first time is dead. The dog who played the subsequent dog dogs. <laughs> it's like the it's most like, hope we have is for those puppies. Yeah. Kid, but they've been kidnapped. It's so. like it's like a mortal like a crippling James Bond where they're yeah. all dead. It's a lot of dead dogs. <laughs> <laughs> dead dog. That dog's dead. Anyway. Guys, let's get into this episode. We have the That's IMDb episode pull. description. Ready? Duncan encounters Johnny K, who he last knew as a small-time hood during Prohibition. Since Johnny is now a professional assassin, he decides Duncan must die before he can identify Johnny. Meanwhile, Joe is flabbergasted when an old girlfriend appears in his bar and, appa- and is apparently interested in rekindling an old flame. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. 
dare I? That's say. a good word. That is a good for word. These, yeah. uh, descriptions. Yeah, that might be one of the longest words that's ever appeared in one of these IMDb descriptions. Absolutely. Yeah, as opposed to also and <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, in the past, <laughs> in present day. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about this episode. What happens? We in the get a, a high octane limo pulling up to a building. That's right, and with it, a sleepy, sleepy guard. Yeah, and some sax music. That sax is all over the place. This, this is the crazy. music in this episode. Right from jump is out of control. All right, so what's happening here? We get this like I don't know. He's like a businessman. Who knows, Mister Delio? Yeah, Mister Delio. What's the Delio? Yeah, it's Delio. What's the Delio? He's just going to work with an armed guard. Yeah, he's got like a bodyguard. So I guess yeah. he's some sort of important guy. Yeah. Like, corporation. It, I assume he's supposed to be a gangster. Yeah, what? but he, he has get, like a corporate oh, yeah, office building. I don't know. Well, they it's or maybe like, it's just like, like front, I guess I don't know. Yeah, a corporate office. I don't. I maybe I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. <sighs> Who knows? Whatever. He's uh, going to work. But there's a a mysterious man, a mustachioed man. It's very noir. He's got like a trench coat on, hat, he's smoking. Even the yeah. music is like noir-ish. But he's gotten in this building somehow. He looks like Johnny Depp in this costume. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he does. Like uh, Mordecai. It's like Mordecai. Remember that movie, Mordecai? I don't. How many times can you say this name? Mordecai. <laughs> Look up the Johnny Depp movie, Mordecai. I've never even heard of this movie. Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> just look that up. Do yourself a what, favor. What is that Do reason? Do yourself a favor. <laughs> it's just, it's, that it's terrible. awful. <laughs> yeah. It's very bad. But yeah, this guy's like staked out, presumably to kill this Dulio. Yeah. Hey, guy. So when he gets right. up, he gets <laughs> up there. Presumably, you are yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, and the mustachioed trench coat man shoots the bodyguard first. Yeah. He's this, got like a silencer. This bodyguard here. sucks. <laughs> Not a very good bodyguard. Right. He's terrible body. And then Mr. Delio is like, oh, I'll do anything. He's like backing up to the, the elevator. He's like, oh, I'll pay you, you whatever you want. And he's like, I've already been paid. And he just yeah. shoots him. There's a weird shot where like they focus in that he like presses both buttons of right. the elevator. Why was that? such a focus i don't know great question yeah they do i thought it was to gonna that. be a plot point no nope never no. comes up other than like the or elevator is that why does he couldn't come. get the elevator no i think he hits both up and down because he'll take whatever one is coming right because if he hits down if the elevator happens to be going up it won't stop okay i think that was the idea okay but like well, i don't we understand need, like, we definitely needed to be called out right <laughs> oh yeah like it's yeah. a full shot right yeah. so and of like, course then they, they cut then to the security guard who was sleeping on the job before Again. and he's like scrolling through the security footage it and looks like a dullard he's just like <laughs> he's moron, staring right? at the screen but i love Ooh. the cut he gets to the the screen where the dead body the dead body's like passed out like kind of straddling the elevator or whatever and he gets up with his gun yeah. but like the way it's shot the only way he could have his gun drawn is literally if it was in his lap yeah. <laughs> like it's just like he must have it out it's like are you insane See, like what the fuck he's a very dangerous man yeah johnny k fall asleep with it in his lap yeah johnny k in the disguise oh well, spoiler alert is a disguise doesn't he kind of look like bill panzer a little bit <gasps> he does oh, he does shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway this guy johnny k will come to know he runs to like the hallway because like i don't know the police are coming or whatever and then gets into his 14 year old boy costume right but like this costume is nuts like he has like a puffy jacket on like he's got some like like to make him look bigger right and he has stilts leg extenders Mm -hmm. this is nuts it's insane it's a whole thing but that's his deal so we get introduced he's in a poochie disguise he turns into a skater dude and literally skates out yeah. Of the front door. It's like, well, that's not suspicious. Right. Nobody's going to pay attention to who this 14-year-old boy on a skateboard indoors is. Yeah. How about the music here? 
We haven't really discussed the it's like ra- crazy rap. Music. There's a rap, and then when, yeah. uh, look at the lyrics. Well, now to that, that he's useful. No. Yeah. What are the lyrics to this one, Keith? <clears throat> oh God! <clears throat> you got to make this. Re- Can you deliver this like DMX? I don't think I. The way I wrote it. Pull off the red nose reindeer. What? Come on! Come on! Time out! Time out! The look around. Time out! Time out! The look around. <laughs> the brother just moving, grooving, bro. Oh the brother God. just moving, grooving, bro. <laughs> check out the business. Check out, check out the business. Only attack the facts. Only attack the fact, the fact. This is Ben Shapiro. Um, yes. Given, don't know, don't know. Flip to the script. Quick back to the script. I get right down. Get right down. Legit. They read. They I rhymed. Can't remember that? They no. rhymed <laughs> script with legit. Too legit script. <laughs> too legit to script. Yeah. Too legit. Too legit to script. I have to imagine that this rap was written for By this episode. Bill Panzer. Yes, <laughs> I kind of think maybe he did write it. Yeah. Oh boy. Didn't take credit for on the special features though. Yeah. Don't know why. It's terrible. <laughs> oh boy. So he goes back to his hideout, which is in this place called Easy Store. Yes. Which I didn't understand at first that that store. Is referring to storage because and I'm an a place idiot. Where you buy easy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, easy store. What does that mean? Okay, I'm dumb. Is the, the moral of this story? Easy. So for some reason, they feel it's really important to linger on this for a long time as this dude reveals his real appearance. Right. That's like the like the if Michael Strahan was a white greaser. Yeah, because like, <laughs> he's got like all these pictures up and a shit ton of guns, and like yeah, yeah the reveal is like he takes his mustache off in front of the mirror. It's like oh, yeah, it's is already gone. What's right? he take off? Oh, is it just his hat? And it's like yeah. oh, it's that guy that I don't know. No, it's yeah. like all right, he's much like Dana Carvey, a master of disguise. <laughs> that's right, turtle, <laughs> turtle, turtle, turtle. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so that's our cold that open. Was supposed to be his comeback. Yeah, that movie did very well. What? Did it? That was like fifth at the box office that week. You're, what else was at the box office that week? Garbage. Garbage, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Joe's. We're at the Joe's. It's a, there's a concert going on, surprisingly, and there's actually people here. It's not during the off hours. Joe is not playing. I love this. Joe found a band down at the waterfront that is killing it, because Mac is like, these guys are great. And he's like, yeah, I found them like, playing music to strippers giving lap dances. And then I wondered, why were you what? there? Why were you there, <laughs> Joe? What were you doing? And that gets glossed over. Yep. No one asks, hey, what's up with that? Yeah. Joe's getting some lap dance. Joe's just like, I'm just lonely. I'm so, so lonely. But they pay that off in the next episode. God, I'm lonely. (laughs) Oh, no, that is this episode. I guess it is. uh, Yeah. Maybe that's why. That's this very episode. That's right. Hmm? He's a lonely man. (laughs) And also, we know he's a lonely man. (laughs) When they say he's playing for lap dances, does he mean that they are playing whilst the lap dances (laughs) go on? Or that they're like, I don't have enough money, but I can play some blues. And they're like, oh, give it to me. And they're like, muddy waters. So then Max says, oh, Joe to the rescue, eh? And then Joe is like, hey, it's like the Lone Ranger, man. Yeah, right. I'm like, is this a reference to something? I, I guess a up. reference to the Lone Ranger. But he said and it how, in like a silly voice. Well, I think it's just because he Ranger came to the alone. rescue. Yeah. I think that's the idea. All right. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I, I also have a racist sidekick. Ah. Ooh, that's true. Richie. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> Richie. Uh, so anyway, a woman comes in. This is Betsy. And we get some shots of her like looking around like all over the place. And then she's like, it's you, Joe. And like, then they cut back to like the wide shot. And li- she literally is like five feet away from him. <laughs> but she's looking like, what is around? Like, there's like a giant crowd. Like, I could never see anything here. Just feet away. It's amazing. How does she recognize him, I wonder? Well, probably because he looks like <laughs> the person she used to know. 
I guess. But I mean, have you ever them. met somebody from high school that like knows you? Oh, yes, I've had that experience. I think that's kind of what's I mean, happening. We've here. seen the flashback version of Joe, and they do not oh, look very no. much alike. That's I guess true. So. I could not pull them out of a lineup as being related. Well, as far as TV, I mean, I mean I've never TV made a show. I know, so like the actor that played him when he was a kid, probably <laughs> doesn't look like him now. I'm just saying, they don't look similar. Go on. So anyway, she's like, I just came in here to make like a phone call. I didn't expect to see you. Yeah. And then we get some interesting stuff. So she gets a drink. A Tom Collins with no fruit is like her drink. What is... And I was like, wait, what? Like, I was like, the only fruit that goes in a Tom Collins is at most a lemon slice. And I was, and then it's like, is that too much for you? Like, you can't deal with the lemon slice? Or in this universe, does the Tom Collins have different fruit in it? Maybe. She just needs as much booze as she can get. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, Spare yeah. Spare me your citrus. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. It's like when people order drinks with no ice, expecting there will be extra, extra booze in it. Yeah. It's like, no. No. There's just not ice in it. <laughs> Maybe they just want it neat, Eamon. Maybe That's they just true. want it neat. Uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they want it neat. So Joe is kind of like acting like he doesn't really want to talk to this woman. But Max, like, interfering. Right. Oh, she Max wants to catch up. She's like, meddling. we should get lunch or whatever. And he's making, like, little faces No, I got to fix the beer tap, blah, right. blah, blah. <laughs> I got meetings. I got shit to do. I'll, uh, I'll uh, fix the uh, beer tap. Okay. I'll do it for you. <laughs> I can prepare for you. I am your friend, Matt Cloud. <laughs> Matt, at least Mac actually is trying to do something nice to his friend by bullying him into dating this yeah. woman. This is the first time they're, like, friends again in a long time. Yes. Like, buddy, buddy, this is like old, original style Joe Original style. Mac friendship. Also, Mac's collar game is on point here. Yeah. His collar is out of control. Wow. Yeah, this is like a whole new jacket for Mac, right? Holy <laughs> jacket. So anyway, even a sweater. Mac agrees to like, I'll fix the beer tap so you can go on a date. Oh, okay, or whatever. Anyway, after this, fucking Betsy is just like... Okay, I gotta go. I'll see you. Leaving a she full, leaves, yeah. drink, full drink, and she, she doesn't, doesn't make even... a phone call. Did she even have one sip of no? <laughs> and it's her favorite drink. Yeah. Literally, not, not anymore. Her taste of matured. She, also, she, she, she didn't pay her tab. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I think Joe just gave it to her. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. On the house. But still, oh. her new drink is all fruit, no time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fruit salad. <laughs> just a glass of fruit, right? You remembered. <laughs> Oh, also in this scene, so Mac needs to fix this tap, and Joe's like, hey, like, here are the keys. Like, the tools are in the storage locker. And I'm like, why are the tools in, in an off-site storage, storage locker? Lockers. Like, this isn't, like, heavy machinery. Like, this is a toolbox that has, like, screwdrivers and, like, normal shit that you use all the time. Which I'm sure Mac also has. Right! Why is he, like, what is this? Also, what if something breaks in the bar, like... That you need to fix right away. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> shit like in a restaurant breaks all the time. Like the fact that he doesn't have a screwdriver around is not good. Yeah, that's real bad. But Joe's like, butt out of my business next time. Yeah. And Mac's like, oh, okay. Blah, okay. Blah. You're right. I mm. will only butt in when I need intelligence on another mortal. Yeah. Yep. And Mac is like shitting on him. He's like, oh, you're an ungrateful SOB, he says. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. Fuck you, Mac. <laughs> Continuing being a bad friend. Yep. So where where does this these tap tools end up being the well, same fucking storage? That's facility? right. Also, I'd like to say that the previous episode ended with them like the previous episode was about them having a huge fight. Essentially, yeah. like their friendship was over, and they kind of fixed it at the beginning of it. This episode opens with like Joe being like, "Stay out of my fucking business!" Yeah. Like we're, they're in a fight instantly. It's like, God damn it again. Yeah, just be friends. 
Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Okay. All right, Damon. So you said they go to Easy Storage. Where there's a new Easy sign Street. that says, keep clear. I believe in signs. Keep clear. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. So Matt goes to Joe's storage unit. What the fuck is in this? Like, let's talk about the contents of this storage unit, guys. There's a model train. There's a model train. There's a football. There's a football. There's a mannequin. Yep. Will these all come back later? Yep. Yep, they will. <laughs> when I saw that mannequin, I was like, hold on. Wait Check off the mannequin. What is this? So Duncan is playing with these things, and then as he's leaving... Johnny Cage. That's right. He gets the buzz, baby. Johnny comes out with his sword drawn. And that righteous tooth gap. (laughs) Yep. So they obviously know each other. And then we get a flashback. I like this transition. I thought this was kind of cool. I kept on waiting for there to be a transition through the gap in his teeth. (laughs) 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 Alas, no. But they do a transition through like the chain link fence. I thought it looked kind of cool. I was into it. Yeah, it's fine. So we flash back. To the Puccini. Right. Uh, oh, 1929, the Puccini Society. That's right, which is obviously a front for a, a bunch gambling of... gambling den? Yeah, I guess so. Or is it just... I don't know what this is. Or is that just like the crew playing cards? Yeah. Maybe. Italian but it's social club. Yeah, yeah, but it seems like it's a bullshit front, right? Mamma mia. And Mac is there. Why? With Why is Mac with these people? Because he's... These he, old Italian men. Yeah. He, these men... I mean, granted, he's much playing older than poker. Them, but they, they look 40 years older than him. Yeah. What is this? These and are like we find out later. These, these people are mob are, guys. These right? are bad people. Mac is with these guys on the rig. Why? They're playing cards, and when he leaves, he's like, "I'll be back tomorrow." Yeah, like he's friends with these idiots, and he sees them every day. Yeah, to play day. cards. Yeah, it's like huh? this isn't like a story where Mac gets wrapped up in the mob, which we right. find. It's like, oh, I get it. No, he seems to be in the mob, just hanging out with these dudes. And you know, every, every mob has a fucking Scottish guy from like yeah. the Highlands in it. Yes. Oh, this is our Scottish journalist. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Like, what? He's doing in this yeah, <laughs> Scottish newspaper man, very commonly <laughs> moonlighting as a bobster. That's right. What was Mac doing in? I feel like there's another flashback to New York around this time. What was it? The one where he's like, they shoot up a store, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is that episode? But I thought he was like giving money to immigrants. Yes, or something. he was. I don't know. What Maybe is, that is a mob. Weird thing. protection money, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Is it Revenge of the Sword? Yes, I think it oh, is. Oh yeah. Was that in New York? That part was. They I'm almost not, never go to New York. Or is That's, it in New York? I, I think it remember. is, yeah. Or is it in San Francisco? No way. I don't know. <laughs> all right. No way. No way, man. Anyway, this right, is cool. weird. Uh sure. So like Johnny K's there, he's like this dude's like liquor dude. Like, he just pours drinks and shit. But does he catch somebody kind of cheating? Is that what's happening here? Somebody is cheating. Right. Yeah. And he, like, points it out. And Mac, like, defeated. he's like, it's cool. Just get me a drink. Like, I think Mac knows the deal here. Yeah. And also, he gets the baby buzz. Yeah, like, he Mac gets a... Knows right. There's, like, a little, little, a little But it is a different buzz. buzz, which I thought was kind of interesting. The quietest little baby buzz. It's so quiet. It's just like, shh, shh, <laughs> so anyway, uh Johnny K I would say Johnny Cage. Uh Johnny K yeah, just leaves. call him Johnny Cage. Um, that would be so much easier. Also Goro. I like to think <laughs> Goro. that Goro. <laughs> We're just saying Mortal Kombat adjacent things yeah. now. Sub Zero. Raiden. Christopher Lambert. Hmm. Anyway, so Johnny K goes downstairs. Wait, what were you saying? Were you saying something? I was I was building up to some kind of Mortal Kombat joke that I don't remember. Something about the shadow kick, probably. No one cares. All right, so anyway, Johnny K's outside, and then there is a drive-by because that dude that was cheating, slowest <laughs> drive 
by. It's very like slow. they literally come to a complete stop in front and then mow this guy down with a Tommy gun and then slowly <laughs> peel away. Yeah, right. But Johnny K has witnessed this whole thing and he knows who the killer is. Yes. So then uh, a little bit later, the police show up. You know, they cover the body. They're doing their investigation, and I guess they're trying to get answers out of Johnny K. But he's like, "I'm no squealer" or whatever. And then Mac is like, "Hey," like he tries to kind of smooth things over with the cop. He's like, "How about we talk about it?" And then he'll get back to you. Johnny. Also, after this cop slaps him in the face, he fucking slaps him. A little yeah. light police brutality. Yep. And he hits him in the stomach with a bottle. It's not good. Yeah. But uh, so Johnny Quick decides. He, okay. Okay. Is Mac putting on a subtle Italian accent <gasps> in this scene? Maybe. I didn't notice that. I felt like he was. What did he, what did he sound like? Do it for just us. like I'm not going <laughs> to be able to do, do, it, do, it, it, right do it. Do it right do now. now. What are you doing? Mamma Mia. Ma- he kept on saying Mamma Mia and yelling fettuccine at the top of his lungs. <laughs> hey, you're busting my fettuccine over here. Give the kid a break. That's an Italian air horn. <laughs> Mac is kind of like, hey, why don't you tell me who they who killed him? Right. And then he kind of hints at, you got something good coming your way. Yeah. So maybe be careful. But. Right. Johnny wants to approach this mob. Yeah, so he decides he can like use this as leverage, so he quits. And he's like, yeah, you tell him he can get his own liquor or whatever. And he gives Mac the bottle, and he is done. Gino. That's who Mac wor- works for, question mark? I don't know. That's definitely who Johnny worked for. Gino. Gino. Whatever he's doing. So his plan, for some reason, is to go to like a dangerous criminal and be like, I know your business. Mr. Luca. Mr. Luca. Yeah. And then for some reason, he doesn't think exactly what we're going to find out happens <sighs> will happen. Yeah. So he goes to this place. Mr. Luca is playing golf in, in a warehouse. a tarp. Right. So he's just like... You know, practicing his driving. Doesn't seem to be doing very well. (laughs) No. No, he's shit. So anyway, Johnny K comes in and tells, like, his muscle. He's like, I know you shot that guy. It's like, whoa. But anyway, he's like, I'm a loyal dude. You can hire me. I'd rather work for you than Gino. But then Luca needs to get his, like, nine iron out or whatever it is. He's like, hold on, I got to change clubs. And has a shotgun in his golf bag. Also, by the way, Mr. Luca is dressed like he's going to play golf outside. He is playing in a dirty liquor warehouse, but is, like, dressed to the nines. Well, if the nines The 1929s. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if the nines means like a like sweater vest if that's yeah. the definition of the nines then yes sure also side note i kept like there was a lot of face grabbing in this scene yeah. getting real close like, are they gonna kiss i know how to keep a secret <laughs> yeah but he just blows him away and johnny k flies across the room Literally this is awesome flies. when he shoots like, him i was he, like oh he shit. Like flies 10 feet yeah. into a pile of boxes yep it was pretty cool it's like some wire foo shit. <laughs> no, it was awesome. And they drag him out, and uh, Mr. Luca just goes back to golfing. It's pretty good. So we cut back to Gino's, and they dump the body outside Gino's place as like a warning or who knows what. Mac is still playing cards. I do not understand the version of Mac we meet in this flashback. It's so odd. Yeah. Who are you? What are you about? Why are you about? No explanation is provided. Nope. But uh, I guess Mac gets the buzz. Yeah. So he goes downstairs. He's like, I'm going to check this out or whatever. And uh, he starts telling Johnny about like the shit. And also, by the way. 
so Johnny wakes up and he's like, oh, I got like shot or whatever, but like luckily I made it. And Mac is like, no, 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 you didn't. Like check your wound. Like you actually did die. And so he explains like you're an immortal. And guess what? You can be killed. And Mac pulls out his, his sword. sword and like and puts it to his neck. It's like, dude, does anybody in this universe have like a, like a reasonable way to tell people about immortality? Like in this universe, <laughs> when it comes time to tell somebody about it, like you either threaten them like this or you stab yourself or you make them stab you and traumatize them. Like yeah, it's just tell him the deal. Yeah. It's bizarre. I mean, maybe if you have to demonstrate it at some point, go for it. But yeah. like maybe not come out of the gate with that. That's not cool. Yeah. That seems real scary. But Johnny Cage is like, oh, okay, great. I'm going to go get a Tommy gun and then, like, take over the mob. Right, yeah. Like, he has no reaction to this. And Max like, oh, no, wait. I got more. Oh, wait. I'm not going to tell you anything. a sword? A toad stabber. <laughs> what did that toad stabber for? Excuse me? Is that a term? Toad stabber. Different times, guys. Battle toads. Battle toad stabber. Yeah. That's what the are porn the- version. Battle <laughs> <laughs> toad stabber. That game is such bullshit. Is it? Battletoads? Yeah. I remember yeah. it was cool. Uh, what about Double I Dragon versus... I remember it was cool. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, that. Do you re- ever remember beating the scene, the, the stage where you ride, like, the motorbike? Oh, like, oh, on the moon? No. It's, like, the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, the fourth stage, too, so... Toad Stabber. Toad Stabber. Weren't they a character in one, like, in a more recent game, like, uh... Soul Caliber or something. I like believe that. they were either in Soul Caliber or Mortal Kombat. Yeah, something I can't like that. remember which a one. Battle toad? Yeah. A Battle Toad. One of the Battle Toads. It could be a Battle Toad. All I've ever wanted is to be a Battle Toad. All I've ever wanted <laughs> was it a yeah. It was either Soul Caliber or, or Mortal Kombat. I Good think. golly! All right, so we get a transition through like the the billboard on the wall through to a sign. I kind of dug this. I was like. I was okay with it. Anyway, so we resume the previous scene, and they say goodbye to each other. So I guess, like, they weren't really friends. Like, at first I was like, I thought this was going to be set up. I don't remember this episode very well at all. Do you remember the fight? We're going to talk about it then. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I was like, oh, Max going to be his teacher or whatever. No, they are not friends. This is, like, the one and only time they ever really met. And so we move on. But we, we get hinted, like, I guess it said that, like, Johnny never had a teacher. He's like, I a- just watched a few pirate movies. Right. Which is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i mean yeah. because of later in the episode i don't know sure because of later in the episode johnny just pulls out a gun and fucking shoots mac as he's walking yeah. away right it's intense he's just like oh uh but you've seen my face now so right that's this is crazy which because, he'd seen it already yeah he had seen it that's why this doesn't make any sense he's I like know what you've, you've like seen what time. like you've yeah. seen my face and i guess it all like implies that like mac didn't see him do a crime or whatever like this, are, this isn't like a witness. Literally saw nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He saw him enter a building. It doesn't make any sense. Presumably he buys groceries and does stuff. Like all those people see his face. Yeah. Right. At some point. He's yeah. seen. He's a man that's been seen. But like Mac doesn't know about his weird secret little, you know, locker that's full of guns. Right? Yeah. He has no clue. He's just a nope. guy. He could just be like, oh, I got my kid's bike here. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Great. And they move on. But instead, this guy blows it. He blows it yep. for himself. And he shoots Mac. And he's going to take his head. Luckily, Mac... Uh, oh, there's some people coming. So he yeah. hears the people coming. So Mac gets out his sword. He's able to defend himself. Uh, and then I guess Johnny's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. Because there's other people. They'll see my face, too. He's, all he cares about is his it's, stupid it's, face. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, two ex-members of the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I was just saying. Oh, Cherry Garcia. <laughs> oh, <yeah. shows> up. <laughs> 
He has an Albert Einstein t-shirt on. Yes. And so Mac has been shot and he's like up against the wall. He looks like he is shirking off in a corner. Like <laughs> Are you okay, if you but... came and saw this guy, you'd be like, oh, oh this is a dude that comes to the storage locker to masturbate. <laughs> yeah, as one does. But the guy's like, That's oh, what man. the storage locker is full of. Yeah. Oh, you must have been some party, man. What what party does this guy think Mac's been in in, in the storage, storage locker? locker. Yeah. yeah. Great question. But it's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of it's fine. <laughs> They're just like patting him on the back. Yeah. As he's like jaying off. <laughs> so anyway, we cut a little later, and this I guess kind of resumes the previous scene. So Mac, I guess, now decides to like snoop around a bit. How does he find his storage locker? He finds the storage locker. Have you ever been to a storage locker? They all look the same, and you can't like see in them either. Yeah. Like they're it's just nameless garage doors, basically. But somehow, does Mac broken into every single one of these? Yeah, just dozens of them. And also, what does he think would be the clue? He like, I mean, like a he had... corset. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, ah, I know what you're doing now. What like, is he doing? What? Ah, uh, right. He is a, a, a drag queen. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. He is a drag queen slash doomsday yeah. prepper. <laughs> I mean, if he was looking at the guns, I could see like him being like, oh, he's like probably a hitman or something. Yeah, but he's looking at a corset. Yeah, I don't. And that's it. That's what the scene is. This it. is just to let Mac know that johnny is i guess a hitman and is up to no good question mark question mark but he right. doesn't even know that really no and he doesn't even know who he's assassinating at this point well i guess maybe he does, does it matter he, yeah well i guess not he could be assassinating bad guys i suppose max done it he could be a real punisher type <laughs> all right so we cut back to joe's and Mac's like, he's a real deal assassin. This is the clip from the top of the episode, I believe. Yeah. Mac is trying to figure out why Joe doesn't want to go on this date. And Mac is fixing the tap, which is all very funny. Or trying to. Trying to. At some point, he says he fixes it and turns it on, and it's just like, it's like a dry fart. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when I fart. What does Max say? Oh, I think I uh, tightened it too much or whatever. It's funny. I kind of enjoy this. Joe doesn't want to go on this date, and we eventually find out why. Why, Kyle? Because he got no legs. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Because oh, he's, he's like, this, oh, at least like she's in one piece or whatever. This is really heartbreaking. Jo- yes. Yeah. Jo- like, I don't know. This is a great performance. He lays out like, oh, we used to be like the it couple. Like I was Mr. All-American. Like She was the prom queen. Yeah. Which also I, I did have a note here. I thought it was interesting because uh, they were going steady. It would seem in high school. She was the prom queen. I guess he wasn't the prom king. Maybe that honor went to someone else. Or did they not honor the kings back then? Interesting. Yeah, right? Think about that. Return of Kings. <laughs> oh, God. But Joe is a, I was, I was like the star to find football player. Men's right activist joke. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite website. Ugh, Christ. Just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. They're, they're real candidates for the worst humans on earth. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're very bad. You know who's really oppressed, though? White man, am I right? Uh, <laughs> You're telling me, buddy. It's good to be able to talk like this because you really you know, you can't say what you, what's on your mind. Yeah, we can't say anything anymore. That's why I like that new Nick DiPaolo comedy special <laughs> very good we're having a tough time out here <laughs> i'm glad somebody's out there telling it like it is you know what i'm saying oh boy so anyway joe this, is like a is football <laughs> that's why i'm releasing it on youtube for free yeah <laughs> yeah joe can't do this because he's worried that you know she doesn't know about his legs and he's worried about like the rejection right this is very sad yeah. So Mac, like, kind of forces him to do it. It's, uh, I don't know, some tough love or Mac being insensitive. I kind of couldn't decide what I felt. No, he. this is this is all right. Yeah? I, I debated that as well, but I think I came out on the side of, you know, he's pushing him to do a thing that he knows is good for him. Right. Yeah. I think Even if he was being a dick when he pushed him to do it in the first place. Yes. So now Joe is 
at the restaurant. And Mac has to still try to fix the tap. Yes, he's still working on that. But yeah, Joe's at the restaurant. And I could fly. I believe I could fly. Whoa. All right, so we're at a restaurant. Joe is uh, getting himself kind of psyched up in the mirror for his date. And Betsy comes and notices his cane. Right, and she's like, oh, did you hurt your knee or whatever uh, fixing the tap? And then this is really sad. He's like, I don't have knees. knees. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I can't hurt my knee because I don't have knees or legs. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad laughing, but that, that delivery is like... A sh- like whoa but he's like really emotional it's yeah. like it's a very good performance uh-huh. he tells her it was from vietnam but she's like why didn't you tell me you know good question joe why didn't you tell does that mean that no one from his high school knows i'm guessing because this shit happened when he was like 19 like, yeah don't they report on stuff like this i guess not i thought they did yeah i mean maybe I they mean, like in it. local oh. stuff sure or the watchers they missed covered it, it up oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> God. They do a neat thing here. Also, with, she's she seems age appropriate, which is nice. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they the who was the girl in Cross of Saint Antoine? That the he was girl. No, oh, yeah, that the, gets the murdered. Gets instantly <laughs> murdered. The one yes. who literally gets fridged in the first week. <laughs> right I away. I remember thinking, like, are you age appropriate for Joe? Probably not. Probably not. This one, I was like, you seem age appropriate. You're yeah. a smart looking couple. Yeah. Speaking of age appropriate, uh, in the special features, Donaletto goes. I, I had to write this down. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she mentions, she's like, this was such a hard part to cast because it was a woman in her 50s that was also attractive. Woof. And I went, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because that's so uncommon. Yeah, that's crazy that you could be 50 and be an attractive woman. Oh, boy. Jeez Louise. Ouch. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I like the transition they do here. I, I'll have notes on this later. They do this sort of transition more in this season. They use some dialogue to transition between cuts, which I thought were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, Joe says, like, okay to end this scene. And then it resumes, like, just a few minutes later while they're, like, finishing dinner or whatever mm-hmm. with the words okay. And they do that a couple other times uh, in these batch episodes we're going to be covering where... They used the dialogue to, like, act as a bridge, which is pretty cool, I thought. Betsy confesses that she actually went to Joe's looking for him. Yes. And that she still likes the monkeys. Yes. And she also talks about going to Woodstock. And she's like, I went to Woodstock. Oh, gosh. Who played <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin? And Joe's like, wow. It's like, everybody <laughs> yeah, no knows shit. that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Oh, who's there? Jimi Hendrix? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way, Hendrix man. was there? Wait, Woodstock? Like the guy from Peanuts? <laughs> the Peanuts character? <laughs> also, she kind of hints at being like high as a kite when she was there, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, man. Tripping It's balls. crazy that I remember anything from that time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, Eamon, you said it was not an accident. She had uh, heard a story, or she had read a story on an airplane about blues bars around the country, and Joe's was mentioned. Who? And so she went with a bold move. Excuse. Yeah, real bold move. And they start to dance, and it's cute. But it's because she loves him. That's sweet. Yeah. Because Joe's like kind of playing dumb. Like, well, why did you come here? It's like, duh, Joe. She still loves you, bro. Bruh. <laughs> loves you, bro. Why don't, you, why don't you watch this? For a watcher, don't notice this. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, rewatchers. We just want to thank everyone who has taken the time to go and check out our Patreon. We appreciate it so much. Your contributions help us keep this show running and free and great for everyone. And really just from the, the from the deepest cockles of our heart. Thank you so much. 
And you know, among those great prizes you can get, we like to give a little shout out to each and every one of our Patreon contributors. So we like to give big shouts out this week to Adam R, to Corey C, to Marion M Jr. It's a very important junior. Senior. We don't want do, to get confused with do, the father. Yeah. You do not get credit for this trip. No. You either, if there is one. Maybe there should be, but don't go by trip. That's douchey. Unless you've already done it, then I'm sorry. And Sylvan, thank you so much. Thank you. Your contributions are so important to us. We'll be giving shout outs and whatnot staggered throughout the episode. So if you haven't heard your name yet, but you've already contributed, you know, just stay tuned. You'll hear your name. And uh, if you would like to become a Patreon supporter and, you know, maybe get yourself a magnet set or, a, you know, a unique piece of art from our own Eamon. That's right. Uh, That's right. Then you should go to patreon.com slash rewatched or just search for Highlander rewatched on Patreon and you'll find us right away. Meanwhile, somehow Mac has figured out where Johnny Cage is. Yes. And just shows up on his trailer. Oh, well, he, no. First, he yeah, goes to the, he easy, goes to the store, easy store. And he's, he's like, got the fucking toolbox. And he goes yeah. to like the manager. And oh, he's like, that's right. hey, uh, just from my friend. <laughs> that's not a voice at all. <laughs> can you just uh, tell me this address? And the <laughs> guy's like, absolutely, I can. <laughs> sure. Gladly. This is an old trope on this show that has come back yeah Do you remember um, in season one where like it's always unhelpful reset or super helpful receptionists that'll just yeah. give out your fucking private address yeah, yeah do you, oh what's this would you would you know what his social security number is sure it's right here got any credit card information so this is how mac... i need those last four digits uh. on it you know the ones on the back yeah beep, 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 beep. this is how mac finds out where he is like right. this is this is a pretty hackneyed sort of detective plot like yeah. this whole thing's shit this is bad but anyway mac shows up to this like trailer in the middle of nowhere and so the phone rings and what does he do he like starts a recorder or something and then picks the phone up or he puts it on speaker or something is it on I speaker d- i don't know he touches like the answering machine for yeah something huh. or whatever it is i and don't he, get i have no clue what he's doing maybe he like, it's hooked up to the phone so like you can answer it through the machine i don't know i'm yeah no i don't know either it was distracting it was odd mac yeah, does have a funny true. line here i like he's like oh it's true what they say crime doesn't pay i've seen your place i thought that was funny <laughs> so he's like yeah you can read all about me in the funny papers and then he notices like a box wrapped in like the comic strips and he runs out before the trailer can explode. But also, before this happens, while they're on the phone, Johnny's like, hey, man, I like read you like a book. That's why I left my address for the manager to give you. And I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> what? Why did you think that was going to happen? Like, why at all? And does that mean that he had never given him the address before, but that day on his way out, he's like, hey, let me put an address on fire. Hey, uh, just in case somebody asks for my address, here it is. Yeah, and a great way to make make sure somebody's looking for you is if you fucking shot them. Like, if he had just yeah. left well enough alone. Like, Mac and him did not have a beef at nope. all. Mac was just like, oh, hi. Hey, it's been a while. All right, cool. Yeah, nice to see you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That's it. What the fuck? Yeah, never had a clue that he was an assassin or any kind of bad guy. Nope. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Literally none. Glory, glory. All right, Speaking of glory holes. Now we're talking glory days. More like glory nights at Betsy's hotel room. Side note. Hang on. We, we are moving on too quickly from this dumb plot. Where is Johnny Cage when he blows up the trailer? Uh, he must, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I, he must be what? there. 
What is the point of blowing up the trailer? Because ostensibly he wants to blow up the trailer with Mac inside of it. So he can then but take he, his head. Yeah, but if he's not there to take his head, it, it does doesn't not matter. matter. So why isn't he there on hand? Did he have a cell phone? I'm sure he did. But I can't like, remember. Why isn't yeah. he just 100 feet away? And watches Mac walk inside and just blow it up? No phone call needed? Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's got to do the villain gloating thing. Right. I don't but know. It doesn't make any sense. If he's not close on hand, he won't actually be able to kill Mac. What was his plan? Just to, like, ruin his clothes? Like, oh, also, he has to be nearby, because how else would he know when to call? Right. Like, you wouldn't even know. Like, are you just, are you at a payphone for hours <laughs> with it just ringing? With the off chance hope that Mac asked the manager for your address, he came, and also, an and address, he answers the phone. phone. And Why he answer the phone? answer the phone? Also, an address? That place is a mobile trailer. That's seemingly parked in the middle of nowhere. It's not an address. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's not like he's a trailer park. A trailer park boy. He is a trailer park man. It's not like it's a trailer park where like it's like a semi-permanent fixture. Or like you have a clearly identifiable address. He's right. literally just camped out in the middle of where? Nowhere. Oh, that's where that expression comes from. Yeah, camp nowhere. Yeah, anyway, this whole thing is completely Trash. insane. Okay, so we cut to Betsy's room after dinner. She's invited Joe back up. Hey, for more some com- coffee, coffee, and, coffee, coffee. Yeah, comedy ensues. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I should get going. <laughs> I'm a watcher. I'm, I'm not so much a doer, I'm more of a watcher. I like to watch. <laughs> so she, like, kisses up on him. Yeah, because it's, oh, I, li- I like this line. Joe's like, the pleasure's been all mine. And she's like, not all of it. <laughs> she just goes in for it. But Joe thinks it's going too fast. Betsy's like, do you want this? And Joe's like, yep. And yep. he turns off the light and they make out and maybe fuck. Probably they fuck. They fuck. They fuck. They fuck. Yeah. You, don't, you don't drop in on your high school flame after like you're reading about it in a magazine mm-hmm. and not just like fuck. kiss on a sofa. Right. <laughs> All right. So we cut to Duncan's loft. And this is an insane scene. So Mac is like snooping around his own place because he's like worried about the windows. Yeah. And he's like creeping on the floor and drinking orange juice. It's <laughs> So insane. Joe comes in like out of nowhere. He's like, hey, hey like how was your I'm night? It was incredible. Like he's yeah. like Daddy he's in a got really good like, mood. Oh, yeah. Got some afterglow. Like, does Joe just have a key? Yes. Right. We mentioned yeah. this last time that like Joe just can come in or is he whenever just he the wants. Kramer of this universe. Joe is the Kramer of this, but it's like a much slower Kramer because yeah. you have to come into because of his cane. Because <laughs> 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 you have to like come into a a gym elevator? and then you have yeah. to go up an elevator. Like you can't just pop in. What, what if does. Mac was just in there whacking off? Macking off. Macking off? He puts a sock over the button <laughs> on the elevator. Or I have to imagine he would hear the elevator go down and be like, oh, someone's... Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Clean up. That's the more reasonable That's the more reasonable solution. More reasonable than the this. sock solution. Yeah. Yeah. Mac is not like, hey, Joe, like this is dangerous. Get like down. They have a casual conversation for a while before yeah. it's revealed. Somebody might be shooting like a high-powered rifle through all these windows. windows. And Joe's like, oh, shit, what? Like, <laughs> once again... Mac, shitty, shitty friend. Yeah, he's the worst friend. I like this interaction, though. Like, I think it's funny. It is funny. It is, it is funny. Like, That's, that, they, they play this very well. It is all in service of it being funny. But it's like, Joe's going to get shot in the face. First he shot me, then he tried to blow me up. He's like, he tried to blow me up. And Joe's like, with a bomb? It's like, <laughs> yeah, with a bomb. Give it a grenade. Yeah. That's a no, bomb. That's <laughs> a grenade. Oh, debate. Is it a grenade a bomb? I have no idea. 
What do you mean you have no idea? I don't know. Take a guess. Oh, you call an AR-15 an assault rifle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. People don't even know what they're talking about, man. Okay, okay. Uh, We're going to get some emails here. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes. In short, my answer is yes, a grenade is a bomb. I would agree. Okay, so uh, Mac insinuates something here that, like, what's his name? Johnny, I already forgot his name. Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage. He's, like, doing all this shit because he doesn't know the rules. Uh, and Mac is, like, because I didn't teach him or he didn't have a teacher. That's why he behaves this way. Like, he doesn't no, you can't shoot at me with a gun. But he can, though. That's the He's thing. proving that That's... the whole thing is bullshit. And right. it's happened before. Like, there's been other characters yeah. that have used gas. Slanty C. Guns. Like, there's been all these things. Yeah, yeah. in the very first episode. <laughs> the very first episode, there was a guy with, like, the ballistic knife in his... Yeah. Sword. So Xavier. Like, hmm? He does it. Xavier. Xavier right. does it left and right. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, uh, we get a phone call and Johnny is like, I guess across the street, calling Mac. And Mac's like, I'll pay you $100,000 to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay. I'll think about it. $200,000. $200,000. $200. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. To just leave him alone. <laughs> but it's all bullshit. Mac yep. just rolls. They then roll into the church. He's like, nah. Yeah. So we cut. There's a, a church scene. I, I love the opening of this. Johnny uses the holy water to comb his hair. That's yeah, really I thought that was really yeah. That's amazing. That was a nice little touch. And Johnny's like bragging about how he feels like God and he's killed over 200 people. Right. Because Mac is like, oh, you just wanted to be like the tough guy in the neighborhood. And he's like, no, I wanted like more than that. Like I killed Luca, I guess. Uh, check this out. So he says he got paid $3,000 to kill that dude Luca in 1929. Mini game. How much do you think that's worth in today's money? In 1929. 1929, three thousand dollars would be equivalent to what today? Damn. Damn. Uh, I don't know. Sixty thousand dollars. Sixty? You say? Yeah. All right. This is just close. It's not who who goes over. Kyle. I'm gonna guess that it's equivalent to like thirty-five thousand dollars. You say thirty-five. Eamon says sixty. Mm-hmm. Do we have a tie? What's the answer? Forty-four thousand five hundred ninety-six dollars. It's like right in the middle. Yeah, it's like Malcolm. I mean, I, I think I win, but okay, uh, all right. <laughs> Why do you think that? Math. No, actually, I think Eamon's technically closer. Math. Math. I don't know. Forty-four five ninety-six is closer. If it was, it was if straight up forty-five, it'd be dead even. But it's on uh, the lower end of forty-five, so you um, lose, hombre. The forty-five. <laughs> so Max's not paying him anything. Yeah, right. And he's like, it's very jokey. He's like feeling around on his bed. Oh, I guess I left my wallet or whatever. <laughs> this is good. Also, did anyone notice? I, I got to point this out. Mac had like four buttons unbuttoned in That's a church. That's a lot of buttons. That's a lot yeah. of un- like, but like he's in a church. Hold on. Let's. What else is happening at this church? Mac is grabbing this guy by the throat. Uh, he does do that, which does yeah. make me question, like, fighting on holy ground. Because yeah, because that's... That's aggressive. That, that is yeah. super aggressive. Mac could not touch Horton in Counterfeit Part 2 on, Where in the cemetery. Wouldn't. At least he wouldn't. Here he has no compulsion not to. Anyway, even though he... Horton's immortal. Right. A mortal. That's right. But there Weird. is a wedding going on at this church. Mac has once again endangered the lives of everyone to invite oh right yeah like he's like where should we meet how about this church like and i think mac does this on purpose because their little scheme is joe's outside also speaking of when mac is like joe you're gonna help me with this it's like what the fuck like joe once again is interfering and not only that but is being put like in harm's way like yeah that's like hey this guy's a fucking like assassin would you like to help me catch him no thanks no joe's turning his life around he's got a new girlfriend this is a bad plan (laughs) always 
But anyway, so uh, Johnny leaves, and outside Joe is pretending to take pictures of the wedding, but actually snaps a photo of Johnny. Bum, bum, bum. This Turns is out. the dumbest thing. <laughs> this is terrible. How much money do you think Max planned to punk this guy costs? More than that $200,000 he was going to pay. It costs yeah. <laughs> so much money. Because what he does is he plasters this guy's face all over the city. So this is the way this next scene is set up. So we cut. And I guess this guy, Johnny, has another job he has to do. He's got a lot of jobs in Seacouver yeah. to just kill businessmen. I guess. So he's got like or is a this weir- a mobster? I don't know. He's got a hot dog cart or something or an ice cream cart. Yeah. <laughs> And so he's got this shit set up, and his, like, gun's inside it, so he's, like, assembling that. This is his cover. And so he's going to shoot this business-looking dude, and then all of a sudden a truck drives by, and it has his face on it. Oh, also, and there's this weird animation. So we get this animation of, like, a flyer being prepared. Right. It's, like, snapping together. like, flying around the screen. This is crazy. We've never seen anything like this before. This is insane. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it's just a picture of Johnny Cage, and it says, have you seen this man? No other information. Nothing else. Not that he's dangerous, not a phone number, not a reward. Nothing. Not a report. It's just a guy. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. What? Like, is this, like, promotion for a movie or something? (laughs) It's like some underground marketing. marketing. What is this? This makes no sense. But yeah, it's on a truck. And and also, he got this shit printed in a day, and and like, like... does Mac have like his own advertise like marketing wing? He does yes. have experience in the newspaper and that's the print true. press. Probably, that's it. So so he's all over it. Yeah, I'm like, what? Can we yes. talk about the song? I will pay an extra twenty thousand dollars to have it printed today. Yeah. So there's a song, right? That's like an old timey thing that Bill Panzer wrote. Bill Panzer wrote this song. Oh, oh boy! And apparently, the composer Roger came to him and he was like, "Hey, you got to like write lyrics." And Bill Panzer, the way he describes this on the special feature, is, I thought, really funny. He's like, so I, I had to, like, write lyrics for Highlander 2, because Stuart Copeland came to me and was like, we need lyrics for the chant, and we need them in, like, 15 minutes. It so needs he's to like, be, like, booby He's like, umbagawa? <laughs> he's like, so I wrote him, like, an umbagawa thing. And he's like, that's what this was. <laughs> God. Umbagawa. Umbagawa. The old song from Highlander 2. Two. Umbagawa. Hey! So anyone, uh, does anyone want to know uh, the lyrics to this song? Sure. I would love to. Great. All right. Their lyrics are, just like he thought he would, all that's great and good, everything a boy should be. Those smiling eyes, so loving, so ripe for a certain loving, are close and shuttered now. Forevermore, just the kind to wonder. If more love and understanding might have softened him and changed the score, only a mother can see him now living lonely in the memory. Just like he thought he would, tall and straight and good. Everything a boy should be. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I don't really get the song. I don't know. Well, I guess it's about hit that he didn't have, like, a good teacher. That's right. But then it's like, it's like, old-timey, Barbara Dubair. Everything That's a it. boy should be. <laughs> <laughs> Glory holes, we would a D. Scoop up, ba ba da Joey. Very weird. <laughs> So there's flyers, like, all over the city, too. There's, like, a little montage of people, like, slapping flyers to walls and putting them under windshield wipers and shit. It's, like, very funny. Yep. He probably, he should have just done the windshield wiper thing, and I would have believed it a little more. It's like, you could throw that together in a day. Yeah, Yeah, right? Not billboards. Billboards It wouldn't surprise me. Like, there's a skywriter, like, a plane. (laughs) That's really, that's funny, though. I thought the whole thing was funny. 
It's funny, but it also like it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Like I hate this more than like the prophecy. I'm just like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Roland Cantos. Roland Cantos. Oh, that's how he got it printed in one day. He used the Cantos power to enchant the ensorcelsome admin. This is a good a good time to ask this question because I I wondered the same thing. I'm like, this is nuts. Like, but at its core, what is the what's the plan? Like, why did Mac do this? Does anyone just, just to make him mad? Yeah, so he, just to troll him. That's yeah. it. Well, I think he wants to like lure well, him out. Well, he also, but bore, he is lured out. He, he disco- wants to kill Mac. Yeah. yeah, he discovers in the storage unit a train set, Joe's train, along with a mannequin, and he is simultaneously assembling that. So I guess he can spring a trap. And I guess this is part of the bait. Like, he wants to lure him to come to his house. He's already been at his house. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, that's what I don't get. It's like, is he trying to stop him from being an assassin? So is that the point of, like, now that everyone knows your face? But also, no one associates this face with the assassin. Like, this guy uses disguises. <laughs> that's his whole thing. That's his whole right. shtick. So, like, who cares what this guy looks like? He's not the murderer of all these other people because that guy looks completely different. Right. Every single time Yeah, he that guy there. was like a, a Bill Panzer. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Wild Bill Panzer. So I, I just don't know why he's doing this. The second you think about it, it's like, I don't I don't get what he's doing. Yeah, this is bullshit. All right, so yeah, Scott, you said Mac is putting together this train thing. He's like humming. He's like, but like as he's working on it. Everything a boy should be. So Mac says like 10,000 plus people must know his face now uh, because Johnny K calls him. He's like, what the fuck, bro? And Mac's like, oh, the newspapers haven't even come out yet. Like this, Mac has got like a whole campaign. He's got an an infinite vengeance budget. (laughs) Yeah. Search for vengeance. Meanwhile, Joe's fixing some lights up. That's right. Betsy comes in. Joe calls her his shining star. It's very sweet. Uh, and Joe's like, hey, maybe we can do some dining and dancing. And he's like, maybe a little who knows what. A little. Oh, what uh, what do you think it is? A it's little, a little, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Ew, what, is, what is that? Uh, but anyway, Betsy says it sounds great, but she has to go home. Uh, she's supposed to be here till Friday, but something came up with, quote, unquote, business. <laughs> she says she'll call. Joe looks super. Joe looks so sad. Like, he, like, gets mad at her. He's like, fine, whatever, go. And it's like, this is completely understandable. Like, I'm here on business, you would think. Like, this wasn't a vacation trip. Like, because at, at this point, does Joe know that she didn't come in by accident? No. Yes. No, I don't think so. She tells him during dinner. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Joe it seems, like, bone. mad at her. And it's like, yeah. don't be mad. What if work shit came up and she has to go? Yeah. Not her fault. What she is her? lying. She is a she liar. Is she's, she's a, a liar. liar. <laughs> but, she, but, I mean, it is worth noting. She is, in fact, lying about yes. this. Yes. No, she is not telling yeah. the truth. Correct. Ah, so we got back to the loft, and Mac has a whole Home Alone situation going here. Uh, that's exactly what it is. He's, like, attaching, like, electric... Like, I was, and there are wires and shit like, all over the crazy. place. Joe's like, I did the picture work. Mac's like, like a charm. And I'm like, like a charm for what? Nothing's happened yet. Like, what did you do? Great question. I don't know. All I get to this picture is, like, the scene in Home Alone where he pranks Tim Curry. Home Alone 2. Yeah. Where he pranks Tim Curry in the shower. Yeah. Because it's the same joke with, like, the silhouette. To, yeah. Like, it's the same and... joke in the first movie where there's a party at their house and there's no, right? all like the, mannequins all the dancing around there, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Just said they were out of town. So anyway, Joe's all depressed, and he tells Mac, he's like, oh, Betsy's gone. She's leaving me. It's like leaving you. You saw her once. She's not leaving you. Anyway. So yeah, he's and got you some... knew she was going to leave you in like two days anyway, so. Right. Right. Absurd. Joe's being a, a sad boy. A sad boy. Mm-hmm. So Mac is like, you better leave because it's real dangerous here. Once again, didn't want to leave with that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you should talk to her. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. 
So anyway, just like, well, I don't want to talk to her. I'm damaged goods. Yeah. Also, I feel so. This is this is good shit. Yeah. As much as we're laughing about it. Well, this part is good. The, the, there's like the the Joe this woman plot. This, this is great. Is good stuff, and the rest of this <laughs> is just garbage. Well, the, I the just, rest of this is damaged goods. The rest <laughs> of <it> is damaged. <laughs> like, well, I hate the window dressing on this. But. Hey, that's exactly what it is. Donna Leto on the special features refers to it. She's like, yeah, we had this story we wanted to do about Joe, but was like, we didn't think we could make a show about that. So we added this bullshit A A plot on. We added an A plot to it. (laughs) And she described it as window dressing as well. And you're right. It's horseshit. I'd rather just see a Joe story. It's yeah. The Joe story is quality is quality. So anyway, uh, we cut to her hotel room. She's still there. Joe goes in. Joe go. Uh, and he hands her like a jewelry box. And it's like a really ugly brooch. <laughs> this was hideous. <laughs> I, know, I was, I was like, 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 don't gr- show it. Just <laughs> ever open it and like be like, like, oh, this oh, is so beautiful. Oh, how nice. No, it's like a grandma brooch. Oh, this is so. Uh, <laughs> this sucks. But yes. Joe's like very emotional. He's like, you know, oh, well, I guess someone's legs would be more preferable. To you. He <laughs> to like you. mansplains yeah. what she wants. He's like, yeah. you know what you'd like? Legs. Like, Don't tell me what I want. <laughs> but whoa, what is the reality? Why is she actually leaving? She's married, baby. Yeah, oh, she's shit. not Betsy Fields. She's Betsy Mitchell, and she puts on a wedding ring. It's yeah, like, she like, Damn. moves it from one finger to the next. Yeah. Whoops. This is heartbreaking. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Yeah. And Joe's like, oh, you made me an adulterer now. Great. <laughs> I thought this was, like, really heartfelt. I think Jim Burns' performance is great. Oh, he's, a, he's And amazing. I actually, I really like this entire, like, I, I love the tragedy that this setup is. Like, he didn't come back. I guess it's, like, revealed that he didn't come back from Vietnam. Like, he didn't want to see her because he thought she would reject him. The, I don't know. The tragedy of this is they could have been together this entire time. Right. But they both had preconceived notions of what the other would think of them, and therefore they never made a move. Right. And it's super sad also because, like, she's literally been in love with him the entire time, which is the impetus for, like, her finally coming out to visit him to bang around. But yeah, he might not be lying to her, but he is keeping a pretty huge secret from her that he's like in this secret society who watches. That's a bit advanced. I mean, they're only on their second date. I think that's like a third date thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And also that, like, doesn't interfere with his relationship with her. Also, if he told her he'd break his oath and he doesn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Does he have his tattoo or not? Good question. They don't show it, and they don't address it. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely still has it. We saw it in the opening credits. That's true. <laughs> I'm a watcher. I'm a watcher. Uh, yeah, this is sad. This is Jim Byrne's best performance to date. 100%. Agreed. Yes, he's yeah. does great in this episode. He's really good. So he's going to drive her to the airport. That's right. So we cut to Max Loft. This is Home Alone time. Mac has that fucking wig lady. Also, I, I like very unnaturally pacing yeah, back and forth. It's really weird. And why does in wh- front of the window? And does does Johnny think that is Mac? Because guess what? It looks like a woman that's made of plastic. <laughs> plastic yeah. Also, I wondered also, like, why does Joe does he... have that dummy? Also, why does he? Does he fuck it? It's, it looks like it's passing. Th- like, does he think Duncan walks like a crab? Yeah. <laughs> like, the way it moves is so unnatural. It's like, oh, yeah, he's definitely scooting sideways while looking out the window. Yep, that's McLeod. I'd recognize that gate anywhere. 
So we get the little Everything a Boy Should Be song playing again. It's everything a boy should be. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and so Johnny's like stationed across the street with his like sniper rifle. He calls. I guess Mac has some setup where it it's answers. Right. Yeah, it yeah. is like call forwarding. Yeah. And he was setting that up when Joe was there earlier. He was right. like messing with oh, the phone. Oh, that was when he like, called he, like, the called phone, the phone yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's like, wait, what are you doing? This is the payoff. Yeah. Uh, so Johnny calls the phone. He's like, hey, like, well, that's Mac's voice. What does Johnny sound like? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, what are you uh, doing? But Mac's there to pick up I'm the phone, anybody. and then Johnny shoots the shit out of this dummy. But Mac is just there, there, and like, like this is like a parking him. garage. And he, also, if he knew he was there, why did he need this whole plan? That's the thing. It's like this plan doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense. Like, first off, like Johnny gets the buzz when Mac shows up. Johnny has a goddamn like a, a high powered rifle in his hand. Shoot him! Shoot the shit out of him! He's right there. Like the plan should be that. Johnny, like, shoots Mac through the window, then comes over to, like, finish the job, and Mac can be pretending to be dead, catch him off guard, because maybe he doesn't have a gun. Like, yeah, it's... Mac could have just shown up anyway. Or stopped him before he got the gun out of his suitcase. Yeah, why not that? Yeah, Doesn't make any fucking sense. You don't have to replace your window. Right. (laughs) And you're dummy. (laughs) And before we talk about this fight, we gotta talk about our fight. Kyle, what's this fight? Uh, This is the fight that we did at the sword experience at the Highlander Worldwide. Oh, really? This is the one. Wow. Keith, I I noticed with uh, great interest the the beat where I know you smacked your partner in the face (laughs) of the sword. That's the part where he kind of goes behind you and you gotta flick him around and... Hit him maybe <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> Whack him. Whoops. Yep. Anyway, uh, I played the role of Duncan McLeod, and Kyle was Johnny K. Daddy. Yeah, but this was fun to watch. It was kind of cool to see them do it and how awesome it was. Yeah. And how shitty sure. our version yeah. was. So shitty. comparison, yeah. Though, I stand by, if the two of us had been allowed by the Highlander himself to be partners, AP would not let us do this. Did you you got, he's like, you guys know each other? Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys aren't together. And he'd like split us up. It's like, no, 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 we want to do it together. Yeah, we would have crushed that yep. shit. That stinks. It did. Tell me about it. Fuck you, Adrian. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is a good fight. Yes, this it is. is. No, it's, aw- it's awesome. Yeah. Because uh, also, this guy keeps on pulling out other weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny. Yeah. When he pulls out the taser, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that but wasn't I, in the. the well, I guess that's supposed to imply like once. One, uh, bleh, Again, he, like, doesn't know the rules. Like, because Mac, like, makes a comment when he shows up. He's like, hey, swords, remember these? This is what we use. Like, yeah. Because this guy's, like, just doing his own thing because he watches pirate movies. He just gets and a, they fight with pirate, tasers. pirate yeah. and shit. But he seems like a pretty good sword fighter. He does fighter. seem pretty good. I think he seems okay. But I, th- yeah. I felt like Mac is, like, toying with him. Maybe? Toying with him a bit. Like, yeah, I got this. Like, he doesn't really know how to fight. Yeah. I don't know. And then he pulls out that crocodile Dundee knife. I like that Dundee knife. It's delightfully weird, <laughs> this whole fight. Yeah. But back like into it. quickening after yeah. beating him. Spoiler Yeah, alert. also, like, he, the decapitation is bonkers. Yeah. Like, he's, like, splayed out on the roof of the car. Yep. And Max is like, boop. And Max does that. It's not the chopping. It's, like, the lunge. Yeah. And he uh, says, like, he's like, drop it. Drop it. And I was like, oh, is he going to let this guy surrender? No. <laughs> nope. He's like, drop your sword. Great. Thank you. Uh, the quickening's pretty straight ahead. I like that it was in a car park. I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of the movie a little bit. Uh, although one thing I thought was weird was like, usually Mac is like, blah, blah, yeah. like 
Mac is completely silent during this quickening, which yeah. I was like, huh. It's like it made it feel weird. Stealth quickening. Yeah, stealth quickening. I guess you didn't make 250. Too bad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because he had killed two. Oh, also, that's like a big stat. This fucking guy, Johnny's like, dude, I'm like an assassin. I've killed 249 people. It's like Mac has killed 249 people last <laughs> like week. In this season. Like this yeah. season. Like Mac murders women. Or no, I always say he murders women and children. He's murdered people with women and children watching. Watch like, it, yeah. don't brag to Mac. Mac knows what's up. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was trying to do the math on this. Like, I gather that he is a professional assassin. But he's been at this since 1929. So what? This is, roughly speaking, 70 years in the future. Mm-hmm. He only kills, like, two people a year. And he k- tries to kill two people in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. And Matt kills one a week. One like, week. Yeah, one, one person a week. A week. One yeah. person a week. week. Yeah, it's roughly around twenty-two people a year. Yeah, like by that kill-death ratio, Mac he's got some great numbers. I wish that was a scene where Mac's like, "Oh, really? Well, <laughs> I've killed this many people. I've killed that many immortals." In the context of this show, how does that grab you? <laughs> All right, so we cut back to the loft. We haven't done that in a while. Cut back to the loft? No, done an immortal power ranking. We should... Uh, hey, maybe that can be a mid-season uh, break year make, for us. Hey, yeah, let's see if we that. can put it on the books. If we remember, remind us, listeners, write us at highlanderrewatch.gmail.com. Put it on the books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back in the loft. Mac is, like, picking up Joe's dead dummy. Which now has bullet holes in it. And, I hope and Joe's mind. all like, oh, my love. His true love. Hey, why'd you get this football? So anyway, I, this is sweet, because Joe's like, oh, I thought I was the one taking a risk, telling, like, with my legs and shit. But it's like, oh, it turns out like she took a big risk coming here, too. So, I don't know. It was sad. Matt gets a football. Oh, God damn it. Go long, McLeod. And so this episode <sighs> ends with Joe throwing a football to Mac. Mac and jumps the, over a, a sofa or whatever. There's like a and free, the freeze frame. Oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the episode, guys. That's it. All right. Well, before we get into this anymore, it's time to play a little game. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to play a little game of WatcherTube. But this is the new updated version of WatcherTube. I am going to give you a choice of three Highlander episodes, and you have to guess which YouTube comment is from which episode. So buzz in with your name, and then tell me the episode. So the episodes you get to choose from are Bad Day in Building A, Judgment Day, or glory days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. So I like it. Are you ready to play? So, bad day in building A. Bad day in building A. Judgment day. Judgment day. Days. Okay. Days. So, say your name. Here is the first round. Am I the only one confused by Duncan's behavior at the end? <laughs> I mean, no. I'm sure this could apply to literally every episode. Mm-hmm. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. I'm going to guess judgment day. No. Keith. Glory days? No. No points. Bad day day building A. That's correct. So this next comment was left by Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) The Abraham Lincoln. The Abraham Lincoln. Writers needed a week off, I guess. Bad day in building A. No. Oh, I was going to say you broke the rules. Uh, Keith. Keith. Glory days? No. No points. It was judgment day. It was judgment day? Because of all the clips. Oh. Oh. All right. Fair. Ooh. Still, anyone's I think I game. forget which one, which was Judgment Day. Judgment Day is the one where Joe 
is, is he on is trial? On yeah. trial. Okay, fair enough. That's what I, I do. Get the, I get the titles confused. Yeah, which yeah, one's first? Confusing. Is it Judgment Day or yeah. One Minute to Midnight? Yeah, don't forget to buzz in with your name. I'm gonna forget. Then you'll lose. Duncan giving them their guns back was Richie level stupid. Keith. <laughs> yes, Keith. Bad Jam Building A. No. Damn it. Kyle. Uh, Judgment Day. Yes. Well, someone's Why got a point. Why do they give their guns back? What happens? Duncan gives Shapiro, I believe, or is it Charlie, his gun back when he barges into the courtroom. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Lord. Very dumb. Richie level stupid. All right. So Kyle is in the lead. And remember, buzzing with your name. Jerry. Kyle. 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 is the best thing I've ever heard. Kyle, what is your guess? Bad day in building A. That is correct. Keith, your Wait. name is Keith. <laughs> Hold on. So somebody left a comment on YouTube. That says, Jerry. So they must listen to this show, they right? They do not. And if they don't, what do you mean they do not? This comment was left before our show existed. Wow. I love that people yeah. have noticed that they that's... picked uh, up on Jerry. <laughs> on Jerry. That's great. Kyle is in the lead. <laughs> I think I need to write down my name. Yes. Buzzing with your name. Oh, okay. Not just a name. I see. I see. Phil. Or Jerry. Or Jerry. That's right. If you say Jerry, I will, I will also to allow you to buzz that. in with Jerry. Jerry. Next clue. Are there any other great series to watch on YouTube like this? I have Netflix, but the speed is too slow in the day. What? what? <laughs> Keith. Yes, Keith. Glory days. Yes. <laughs> cool, good pull. I just speed? like this comment. How is the speed too slow on Netflix during the day and not YouTube? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't mean? make any sense. What oh, probably that? because the Highlander episodes are on like 240p on uh, YouTube, so they're easy to load. 240p. Maybe. I don't know. So if I'm correct, Kyle is still in the lead. I am. Two to one. But Keith, you have some chances to uh, Oh yeah. do this up, baby. Next round. So happy that I'm not married. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Glory days. Yes, that's correct. <gasps> so happy that I'm not, not married. married. So, well, that's Why? a person because you always have the option to fuck Joe. <laughs> so Kyle has won, but I'm going to read the last question. I think Joe is a renegade watcher and that he helped McLeod defeat a more. Yes, Kyle. Judgment Day. Yes, that's correct. Fuck. I got trounced. I yes. think Joe is a renegade watcher. Well, yes, he is. He is, 100%. <laughs> and that he helped McLeod defeat Immortals using the Watcher database. He, you don't have yes, to think that. That's, he did. Yeah. No that's the plot of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Congratulations, Kyle. Thank you. I think Joe is a renegade watcher. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think he may have uh, helped Mac once or twice. I think Duncan McCloud's an immortal. Oh, really? Is he a member of the Clan McCloud? I, I think he might be. In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, Duncan McCloud is, is Joe a member of the, the Clan McCloud. <laughs> All right, guys, before we discuss our opinions of this episode, let's talk about the Watcher Chronicles. We just got one for today, I believe. We're going to be talking about Johnny K, a.k.a. Johnny Kelly. Born 1910, New York, New York, USA. His first death, 1929, killed by bootlegger. So he was 19 years old. Does he look like a 19-year-old guy? Nope. No. He looks like he's 40. Yes. <laughs> Does not look 19 by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, my God. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He looks great. No. He's like, he looks like he'd be like Willem Dafoe's understudy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would be a great young Willem Dafoe in something. Yeah. Uh, maybe in a flashback. First teacher, Duncan McLeod. No. Nope. Nope. False. Nope. That's that literally the plot of the episode that you have no teacher. Oh my God. God damn it. All right. Uh, original cultural affiliation american unique characteristics gap tooth buck tooth 
Yeah, you'd think that would be it. Master of Disguise. Close. Dana Carvey. Yeah, it's Dana Carvey. Five foot one. What? That's unique. It's just, I guess he's, he's short. Really short? But he's not even really, really short. He's short. That's really short, dude. Is it five foot one? Yeah, that's like eight inches shorter than you. All right. But he's also not that short, is he? No way like he's that short. Like on the short. episode? Yeah, like in the episode. I don't think he's that short. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, he does disguise himself as a skater dude. Oh, I bet they put he was five foot one because of the. I bet oh, that's the, a, the, but the because of the lifts. I bet yeah. that's why they they dropped that in there. Mm. Didn't put the gap tooth though. The gap tooth's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Recent base of operations. No fixed address. Other than the address he gave the guy, gave the guy. he literally did have a recent fixed base of operations. operations. Yeah. Occupation: assassin. Watcher: Joe Dawson. Joe Dawson. What? Yes. <laughs> Come on. I guess for this episode, Joe was Joe literally Joe never sees him. Never saw him. Just heard about him. Literally helped Joe's kill typical. someone. He was watching. Yeah. I don't think we've ever encountered that before. All right, here's this chronicle. It takes a pretty smart immortal to avoid the Watchers for 50 years. But if there's one thing you can say about Johnny K, he was a pretty smart cookie. What? Also, if Joe's his Watcher, Joe wrote this, he's and he used the smart, phrase, he's a, he's a pretty a smart, smart cookie. cookie. He's mentioned once or twice in the Chronicles in the early 30s, but after that, he pretty much disappeared. Probably figured he needed to give uh, the other immortals a miss if he wanted to keep his head. We'd pretty much figured he'd gotten whacked a long time ago and we'd missed it. Turns out we didn't recognize him in his new profession. Hired assassin. No job too big or too small. He came with an arsenal of wigs, masks, and lifts for his shoes. An arsenal of lifts. That, that all goes away. I can too. be five foot three. I can be five foot four. Whatever you need. <laughs> Just side note. The disguise thing never, ever, ever comes back. Not in a meaningful way. He's like an ice cream guy, but that doesn't matter it's not part of the plot no yeah it's never yeah like he should be disguised and like put someone else in peril or something because they don't know it's him never surprised or something and of course he wouldn't be because he gets the buzz so like the only like he would have to interact with some mortal person but yes that the disguise thing should have been part of this yeah whatever anyway um specialized in playing kids and real homely women uh okay someone might want to go back through some of the unsolved cases for the last 50 years see if our boy johnny was the culprit because i find it hard to believe that duncan mcleod was the first guy to take him on in all that time just the first to come out on top hmm. so there we go well i guess Eamon, since you won the price is right game, oh, you're right. that's right I you get to let us know what that. you think of this episode the joe stuff is great everything else fucking sucks <laughs> yeah no that's 100 percent right like i'd give the joe stuff like four stars yeah 100 percent. or even maybe even five i don't know i might go as high as a five yeah on jim burns's performance he's on a great on this. this is his best performance to date on yeah. this show better can... than his two-part series at the end of season four yeah or season four or five whatever you want to call it but uh this johnny k stuff stinks it does stink it's so bad. And it's so apparent when they say, like, oh, we came up with the Joe idea first and just slapped this shit on top yeah. of it because we were like, we need a, a, another but story. It dominates three quarters or more of the action. Yep. And all this Home Alone stuff and like the, the props. I'm like, Johnny K is dumb. <laughs> if he fell idiot. for this. Yeah. The actor doesn't even do a bad job. The actor's fine. Yeah. I'd watch it. I mean, I'd like to see him as an immortal. That's not like, this. That's not this. Yeah. Or he could still be a gang. Like, I thought his gangster, like, he's clearly cast for the, his role as a gangster. Like, yeah. I feel like the, the gap in his tooth, like, he's got this swagger about him. I was like, oh, he fits in perfectly here. I gotta say, I did not remember this episode. 
at uh, all. Like I wonder why. And I I didn't admit it at the time when we were at the Sword Experience, and Adrian Paul was like, "We're doing a choreography from Glory Days." I was like, "Don't remember that one at all." Like, was anybody like, "Oh, Glory Days"? I don't know. Uh, and also, I think in my head, since we did the choreography for this, I was kind of excited about this episode. I was like, yeah. "Well, the episode's probably cool because he picked choreography from it, and it's not the choreography is good." I will say yeah, that it's and a good fight. Fight's cool. The fight's yeah. great. Yeah, but it's it's a real forgetter. The flashbacks are kind of lazy. They're, I don't get them. They're pointless. I don't know if they're yeah. lazy. Like I love the I like the set dressing in the alley. Like there's like the cool like old timey yeah. cops. There's some like nice set dressing. Like there's you some love like billboards. The Bucini Society. I love yeah. the, I love a Buccini. I love a Buccini. Yeah, but it but it doesn't mean anything. Like I don't understand the flashback. It's stupid. And it and it throws in all sorts of weird wrinkles. Like Mac works with the mob. Yeah. Or at least plays cards with them for fun. For fun? That's his group of friends? It's very strange. Fuck. You've already hit the nail on the head that yeah. the Joe stuff is gold and the rest is schlock. Yep. Nothing about this works. It's just a it just falls flat across the board. And they've like done this before. Like the Nowhere to Run episode is like Home Alone. Ho- Home Alone Lander or Home Lander. I don't know. Homo Lander? That doesn't sound no, good. No, no. Nope. Uh, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. Uh Homo Lander. <laughs> <laughs> That was the the first episode of season four, right? Homo Land. <laughs> but anyway, like they did a sort of plot like this before, where they had like go- like a goofy trap thing, and it was like, yeah. And everyone, that, like even then, was like, "This isn't great." But they did it again. I don't, I just don't get it. No, there's nothing to get. Amen. Not good. We ready to rate this guy? Yeah, three point five. Three point five. Whoop! You didn't. Uh, whoop. Oh, amen. How many good boys would you give it? 3.5. 3.5. Yeah, because of the Joe stuff. Because of the Joe stuff. Wow. (laughs) That's how strong I think the Joe stuff is. That's that's remarkable. Like, this is not quite, this was dumb and boring (laughs) 3.5, but it's It's in the ballpark. I want to give my boy Joe (laughs) some points. All right. My boy Joe. My boy Joe. DMX is immortal in this episode. What? (laughs) (laughs) Keith, how many uh, minds of the gap would you give it? (laughs) Mindings of the gap. I will give this. This is tricky because I do feel like the Joe thing throws me for a loop. Because I want to say it's really terrible. But, like, the Joe stuff does pull it up. I'm going to give it a two. Damn. (laughs) So, wait, does that seem high to you? No. Or low. That seems low. It must seem low. He gave gave it way more than you. (laughs) But you were like, this is shit. Anyway, I give it a two. Like we said, it's it's crap. And the Joe stuff is amazing. Like, this is such a great pairing with, like, Brothers in Arms is a great Joe episode. This, to me, is, like, a nice sequel to that. Like, we see Joe lose his legs, and now we see, like, some ramifications of what that's done to his life. And, like, you know, I mean, his life actually took a whole different direction because of that, in a lot of ways, I guess, in the show. He became a watcher. He's a watcher. Uh, But also, like, bailed on the love of his life. Uh, I'd also like to mention that Bill Panzer (laughs) calls Joe uh, in high school. He's like, yeah, when he was in high school, he was, like, a football guy. He was a real glamour boy. I was like, huh. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard the like quarterback for the football team called a, a glamour boy. boy. Thought that was very funny. Huh. I am willing to bet money that there's a porn called that. There better be. <laughs> Let's look it up Let's and review it. it. <laughs> Minisode. The Kyle. Rewatchers watch Glamour Boy. <laughs> Kyle, how many Glamour Boys do you give this episode? <laughs> uh, this gets 2.5 Glamour Boys. 2.5. The Joe stuff is a five. The rest of this is like a one. <laughs> but Joe drags it up to a 2.5 in my mind yeah the plot of this is so phenomenally stupid <laughs> the, the animation of the flyer 
is oh, insane. God. Why oh. did they do that? And it's so dramatic. It is. Like it makes like like clicking noises. Yeah. They all like click into place when the graphics come in. It's insane. It's crazy. Nuts. Fuck this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skip it. Uh, woo! My favorite toy. Skip it. Skip ah. it. Skip it. I forget the rest. I do too. It was about to transition into log. Huh. Log. Log. It's very similar. Yeah. It's good. Wood. 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 It's better than bed. It's good. It's good. Wood. That's right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. That was a lot of fun, kind of, to talk about this episode. <laughs> a lot of fun, kind of. Yeah. Uh, make sure you head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or, you know, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can give us a rating. Five stars. Five stars. That's Five right stars right. is that rating. That's mm-hmm. right. That's the rating of choice. Those ratings help uh, get us in front of more Highlander fans, um, help us get noticed by more people, which is pretty cool. And also, we appreciate all the feedback you can give. Uh, make sure to also to write at highlanderrewatched at gmail.com. Do you have thoughts on this episode review? Do you disagree with things? Do you agree with things? Do you know things that we didn't mention? Some trivia that you'd like to bring up? Whatever it is, send an email our way. Thanks again for joining us. Next week, we're going to be discussing the episode Season 5, Episode 5, Dramatic License. Ooh, it's going to be fun. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Kiss on a sofa. Kiss on a sofa. It's my favorite. Kiss, kiss bland. <laughs> what? Nope. Nope. Nope.